This is Spotlight, WMFE's arts, culture, and entertainment segment. The Spotlight is on now. This week, WMFE is reporting on some of the issues surrounding Florida's new immigration law, SB 1718. It took effect at the beginning of July. So for Spotlight this week, I went to one of the Orlando neighborhoods where immigration and culture meet, the Mills 50 District. Orange County has Central Florida's largest Asian-American population. After the Vietnam War, the Catholic Charities Refugee Program began settling families in the Colonial Town area. What started as one Vietnamese family finding success in a supermarket catering to their neighbors has flourished into a thriving hotspot featuring many Asian-American-owned businesses. As part of our series, Central Florida Seen and Heard, The Immigration Divide, I spoke to three business owners about their immigration stories and the way they contribute to Central Florida's culture. My name is Hong Shin. I'm one of the co-owners of Han Coffee. Uh, I run operations for the shop. We've been open since December of 2022. All of us are actually Korean. Hey guys, uh, my name is Kweu and I'm the owner of Create Coffee. Uh, we've been open for uh, four, four years. Yeah, I'm Chinese. Hi, my name is Cecilia Nguyen and I am owner of Tianhong Jewelry here on Mills 50. Our jewelry store has uh, been here since 1998. Over in Vietnam, jewelry and gold is the most valuable in Vietnam just because they don't trust in actual money because that in the past has been tossed away, seen as nothing. Gold is the only tangible thing that they feel that they can trust in and actually be able to flee the country or whatever it is that they need to trade with. That's the only thing that they can use to trade. Hong Shin is a co-owner of the eight-month-old Korean coffee shop, Han Coffee. He sits with me in the busy shop and tells me the story of how he ended up here. I was actually born overseas in Korea, came here when I was three years old. Um, I actually told myself I'd never own my own business because of the hardship that I saw, because I had to work for my parents. I did everything with them, grew up kind of within that. But then as I got older, I realized that's how you grow. That's how you become successful in America. Like You run your own business. To be candid, I am actually was undocumented, but I went through the DACA program, and now I'm actually a citizen. So we went through all the process for to do so, but it took a long time. Once I turned 18, I couldn't go to college, and I didn't know until then. That's when the DACA process uh, opened up, and when that happened, it allowed immigrants who are undocumented to become documented and receive uh, a working permit. just allowed you to be able to work legally, pay your taxes after I graduated from high school. That process allowed me to work, um, actually live like an actual American citizen, and this is the only place that I've ever known since I came here when I was so little. Down the street and around the corner, you find Create Coffee. Create is spelled with a Q as a nod to owner Kui Yu, who has crafted a sort of arty hybrid business model. He's a photographer, and his equipment stays set up and ready, taking up a good chunk of the cafe. My two passions are coffee and uh, travel photography, or just photography in general. And I traveled across the world and across the nation, and I visited a lot of coffee shops and where I used to basically do a lot of my work. So I grew a passion for coffee itself, and uh, I wanted to bring a community with like minds, uh, so in the creative community and coffee community together. I am a first-generation uh, immigrant here, so my parents came over with us. It was really hard at the beginning. Um, my father went through a lot of struggles just trying to find his footing in regards to working. 
I started working with my uncle in the restaurant business until he was able to save up is when we actually moved on to our own and he opened his own space. My parents barely spoke English, very broken English, so we had to do a lot of translating. We were kind of forced into running the business, making sure orders were in. You learn really quick uh, because you're just kind of thrown into it and you don't really have a choice because when you come into this country nothing, you kind of have a sense of urgency. You kind of work harder. You work hard for everything you get. So, I mean, giving up is not really an option. You have to do what you have to do to survive at that time. Back on Mills 50's Main Street, Colonial Drive, you can't miss Tian Hung Supermarket, a neighborhood staple for decades. Inside the supermarket, Cecilia Nguyen owns a jewelry store of the same name. When my father had a stroke in um, 2006, I was second year in college. I have six other siblings that all live and have business in the area. But because they already have a business in the area, they couldn't help my parents. Um, with the jewelry store. So I started helping out and fell in love with it. And that's why I'm still here today, 20 years later. So there's a gap between me and my sister right before me. Her and I are 16 years apart because my parents were separated in the war. So my six siblings were born in Vietnam. I was the only one born here in America. My siblings being older, they were in their teens to 20s, can't go back into school. So what's the next thing? find something that you're good at, and open a business. So that's what they did. After my dad came over here from the war, he was working at a print shop. He um, worked closely with his sponsor to be able to sponsor my mom and the siblings over here. Um, So it took nine years. And then after that was when I was born. So I was kind of like the accident makeup child. (laughs) I don't know what you want to call it, love child. (laughs) After all that. But um. We actually still keep in touch with them, the people that sponsor us. You kind of have to establish your work history to see how sustainable you are in order to bring your family over. My family is so big, it definitely took a long time. My brothers actually were afraid that they were not going to be able to be sponsored over. They left a year or two ahead through a boat in the middle of the night, one of those type of things, and landed in Thailand. They were reunited with my father only months before my mom and my sisters were able to come over. And we actually have the photos of the day we all, they they all met for the first time at the airport. You know, people sometimes are like, oh, wow, you guys own your own businesses and things like that. But it was something that was a drive. It's a drive because you came from nothing, really nothing. Um, Okay, Yosh. Do you need a minute? I'm so sorry. Thinking about my dad. I mean, it's it's a touchy subject. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, the impact it has is literally the fire that gives us the drive to be better every day. And it wasn't easy. So when people say like, "Wow, you guys have businesses. Your family is doing so well," it was challenging. It was proving ourselves to show everybody that we belong here and that. We will make a difference, and we have made a difference. I asked each of the business owners how their backgrounds influence the products they offer and what cultural touchstones they're sharing with the larger community. Hong Shin of Han Coffee says at first he was wary of involving his culture at all. Originally, we didn't want to tap into our ethnicity. It wasn't really in our purview. 
we never imagined we should even tap into it. Um, we're a little more kind of take the backseat and we don't like to be too out there. But then we were reached out by Daily Coffee News. And so at the time they asked us what in your menu or the concept, what makes it Korean? And that really got us to think, okay, maybe we really should tap into the Korean culture. Like BTS is very big right now. Squid Game was going on. Korean barbecue is everywhere. And so um, some of the flavors of our coffee are within the realm of like Korean culture. So we have something called an SJ ice latte. And SJ stands for Sujongwa, typically um, a drink that's served during celebrations. So weddings, birthdays, um, it's a cinnamon punch. And so we thought we should really tap into that and make something that's very similar in flavor. And then we have a second drink, which is actually our most popular drink, called Seoul Ice Coffee. Uh, if you go to actual Korean coffee shops, they call it Tabang. And Tabang actually means tea room. Ta is tea, Bang would be room. Back in the early 1960s, 1970s in Korea, um, you had coffee shops that started finally popping up after the Korean War ended. And that's where a lot of scholars and people met and artists. They were meeting in these tea rooms, they enjoyed coffee. And so we want to kind of tap into that, but make a twist on it. And it's kind of our homage to what came about back in the 70s. Kui Yu of Create Coffee says he also offers specialties influenced, in his case, by his Chinese background. A lot of our drinks and our snacks are very Asian-inspired. So the taro, we have a taro latte. We have a pandan latte as well. And then on the food side, we have a tamago sando, which is a Japanese egg sandwich. And then we have our Korean cream cheese garlic bread. Cecilia Nguyen's large family and its multitude of businesses influences the culture in ways from wedding dresses to healthy teeth. We have a bridal store, Lily's Bridal. It has two locations going into three locations now. And Hong Restaurant, which is at the corner here of Mills and Colonial. That's my other sister. Um, we have hair salons. We have, my sister-in-law has a tailor shop here on Mills. Even in the medical field, my brother-in-law has um, a dental practice. So yeah, we have a little, we touch a little bit of everything. All three business owners have a reverence for the Mills 50 area and its importance in Orlando. Growing up here, we always came to the Mills 50 area to eat. But now it's grown so much where a lot of second-gen, third-generation immigrants are coming in, opening up their own businesses. And so this Mills 50 area, it's become kind of a landmark for Orlando. So now when friends visit, we tell them this is where you want to hang out, this is where you should stay. But we would love to expand out so that we can provide our Korean ethnicity and our culture and products to you know other parts of Orlando. Ah, man, Mills 50 is, is a very special place um, because when we first moved here, you know, we wanted food that represents, you know, what we like, what we enjoy. Um, part of the reason why I really enjoy and like this area is because of the concepts that were in here. And it seemed like this neighborhood, colonial town, and this whole entire area was very open-minded. This Mills and Colonial area, when you come here and you actually go into the stores, I feel like it's a part of home. It's not a touristy place as what you think. It's actually us bringing our culture. And then what I love about Orlando is that it's so open to the culture that we are showing. So it kind of is like this great balance that we have. I feel that it is truly everyone showcasing our culture and then everyone embracing it on the other end. So that's what makes it so special. That was Cecilia Nguyen of Tianhong Jewelry, Hui Yu of Create, and Hong Shin of Han Coffee. 
This production of Spotlight is part of our series, Central Florida Seen and Heard, Immigration Divide. Spotlight is a production of 90.7 WMFE News. Editorial guidance this week from LaToya Dennis. Support for Spotlight comes from our listeners. I'm Nicole Darden-Creston. Thanks for listening.